Welcome, and thank you for joining me on Graceful Exposure. This podcast is about exposing God's grace through every season of our life. I'm your host, Denisha Patterson, and my hope is that you can allow God's grace to flood your heart wherever you are today. Grab a cup of coffee and settle in your favorite spot. You deserve it. I hope you're encouraged by what you hear today. From Grief to Grace, written by Denisha Carme, published by Zulon Press. Chapter 4, Self-Doubt, Insecurities and Comparison. In order to be irreplaceable, one must always be different. Coco Chanel. Isaiah 43 and 4 of the New King James Version says, Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I have loved you. Self-doubt is the devil's way of distracting us from God's purpose. It's hard to be content in life when you want everything that you don't have. Wanting that other girl's life leaves you feeling cast aside and less than. Don't get me wrong, it's okay to want more, but not at the expense of hating yourself. Social media has launched us into an era where we see all the parts of another person's life. Nothing is private. So with online transparency, you have to be careful not to envy another girl's life. The time wasted scrolling through Facebook, Snapchat, or Pinterest could be setting you up for disappointment and creating a mindset of what I have is not enough. Trust me, the only portion of those other girls' houses that are Pinterest perfect is the two-foot-by-two-foot shot that they posted today. I know this because I am guilty of it. I only post what I want my followers to see. I'm still human, and I have laundry, dishes, and toys everywhere. Through my grief, I learned that if I wanted a better life than the one I was born into, it was up to me to create it. Was I capable and strong enough to do that? This was the question I constantly asked myself as I struggled through my newfound lot in life. There were so many things I didn't understand, but mostly I wondered, why me? A struggle from rejection had already left me feeling that I wasn't good enough. I felt like a stray cat that no man would ever want. Why would he? My own father didn't want me. I thought I had to change and be something different, someone better. This was the start of a dark path, journey that still, as a 32-year-old married woman, I fight. I sat comparing my life with someone else's and soon found myself wishing I had an entirely different life. 
Living like this was pure and utter torture. This life we were designed to live is not even about perfection or worth. God's measuring stick is one without prejudice. His standard is far different from the standard of this world. His love has no comparison. It's not dependent upon our social status or breeding. Even so, it's easier to say this truth than to live it. Self-doubt seems to take root the most when we see someone else living the life we dream of. But it can also happen when someone else's better life is constantly thrown in our faces. You know when you are compared to somebody by another person? Have you been there? For example, a mom always asking her daughter, why don't you make the A honor roll like your cousin or that girl at church? Why aren't you making plans to be in every club so you can look good to colleges? Why don't you learn an instrument like her? Why don't you clean the house like her? Why don't you get out and exercise the way she does? This daughter can only hear this so many times before she starts questioning her worth and her value. As a mom myself, I am careful not to compare my boys with anyone or even each other. We see signs of identity loss when we are looking at someone else's life instead of our own. We are each unique and need individuality to live in true happiness. Seek to give compliments more than comparison. Find something you are good at and then thrive at it regardless of what everyone around you thinks you should be doing. Surround yourself with as much positivity as you can. No, you aren't perfect. But constantly feeling like a failure in everyone else's eyes will only derail your personal journey to self-love. Your success and how you view yourself shouldn't be contingent on anyone else. Let your bright personality shine no matter what. If you are insecure about who you are, change the people you are around. Theodore Roosevelt said comparison is the thief of joy. Joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. It is something we are supposed to live in every single day, not just a few days a year. When you become so focused on what everyone else wants you to be, you miss out on the moments where God desires you to shine. Be who you were created to be and do it with complete confidence. Be totally unashamed of all your quirks because guess what? We all have them. I love planners, pretty pens, and stationery. I don't go with the flow very well. And spontaneous is certainly not in my vocabulary. 
I like a well-thought-out and flawlessly executed plan. Heaven forbid if whiteout shows up in my beautifully color-coordinated calendar. Make a plan, stick to the plan, properly execute the plan. I like stability, loyalty, and accountability. I don't like being thrown into an awkward or confrontational situation, and I definitely don't enjoy being the topic of someone else's negative conversation. I don't like competition. If it should arise, most likely I will give up or just bow out. Most of all, I like structure. Out of all these things, which seem rather simple to me, I see a trend. I like to be in control of my life, and if I can help it, there will be no surprise outcomes. I also see that my need for approval from everyone around me can cause disappointment in myself. Based on what I've already told you about my childhood, you can probably understand why I love structure. I hate to disappoint, mostly because I've spent so much time feeling like a disappointment. And as a child, assuming everything was my fault, I hate to be let down. I don't really know how to express what I want, and I don't like doing it either, which drives my husband crazy. I started comparing myself to other girls at a very young age. I do understand that sometimes marriage doesn't last or work for any number of reasons. What I have a hard time wrapping my mind around is the leaving part. How can people walk away from a life a person, a family that they vowed to be true to without a care as to the turmoil that's left behind. This lack of understanding about why, as a child, I wasn't good enough has turned into overthinking all of my characteristics as an adult. I understand what it feels like to be unaccepted by a parent, to lose your sense of self-worth because he or she walked away and didn't look back. I just desired to feel wanted and like I had something to offer. Can you relate? Fear not, friends, for I now know that happiness is attainable. You can have it if you are willing to put in all the hard work. Comparison, measuring your life or possessions against others, does nothing for you but cloud your judgment. It forces you to see yourself through eyes of judgment and criticism. Learn to be completely happy just the way you are. And be content with what you have and what you like. Simple things like style, food, preference, favorite colors, brands, whether or not you like animals, those things are all negotiable and preferential 
They are not heaven or hell spiritual matters. So just be you and be okay with it. Even if your bestie doesn't prefer the same things you do. We as women or even men struggle with trial and error syndrome. After hours of scrolling on Instagram, we start clicking to buy that book or those shoes that have changed someone else's life. I encourage you to take pause before you buy something. Ask yourself, is this me? If not, that's okay. Something else, whatever that is, will not make you happy or better yet, Fill the ginormous hole in your life, or more importantly, your heart. You can't keep cluttering your life with things that have empty meaning. Pretty soon, you are going to wind up on one of those Netflix series wondering how in the world you added so much chaos to your life. So what is your something? That thing that has you distracted from your purpose. What is it? Who is it? Maybe it's more than one thing. Or maybe you have been on a journey of trial and error to figure it out. I have struggled many times with online shopping or taking interest in things just because it seemed to be the thing that every other woman at my stage of life was doing. But did it truly make me happy? I have to be comfortable to be me. We spend far too much of our time trying to fit in and be accepted by making ourselves into something we're not. My something is fear. More specifically, fear of rejection. So what is your something? Find it. Crush it. Conquer it. Change it. And move forward. That thing is stealing your joy and keeping you from your true potential. Stop allowing every new and pretty thing to distract you from the big picture. And that is you. Dig deep. Do the work. Find where your hurts originate from. I've been so afraid of being rejected again that I usually never tried. My insecurities run very deep. There are more moments of doubt than confidence. I am so afraid of people not liking me because I'm not a certain size or style that I literally overthink every single situation in my life. This is me, real, raw, and unfiltered Denisha talking to you right now. I was never smart enough, fit enough, pretty enough. There was always a better singer or musician than me. If I'm being really honest, I stopped writing this book at least a thousand times for fear of rejection and relevance. It's so unhealthy when we forget how to love ourselves. I mean truly love ourselves, despite popular opinion. Fight for the girl that you want to be. How much you want it will determine how hard you fight. Are you ready to be a warrior? 
Here's the first thing you need to do. Love yourself. When you can honestly say that you are happy with who you are, you can move on to the next step. Spend time reflecting on who you want to see in the mirror every day. What motivates you to be more? Where are your passions? Next, stop trying to be the girl across the room. You know, the kind of girl I'm talking about. That one on Instagram. The one you've never even met in person. Don't you forget that her success is not your failure. So stop being so hard on yourself. I am a lover of pink, all things pink. However, that doesn't mean you have to be. Now finally, go and believe. We take the easy way out when we place blame on everyone surrounding us. What I mean is the conclusion of our stories are our decision. We have the power to change the narrative. Believe you are worth it. Changing your mindset changes your outlook. The power of believing is truly transformational. Before you ask, let me tell you this. One, yes, it is hard. Two, yes, you can do it. And three, yes, it is worth it. Through my childhood, teenage years, and even into early adulthood, I allowed so many things to determine my self-worth. I wrongly assumed that I needed to be the best dressed, most stylish, prettiest, most intelligent, and thinnest girl around in order to accomplish any of my goals. That mindset comes from having models and actresses in commercials, TV shows, magazine ads, and online. From a photo or a video, you are only shown their appearance what they want you to see. What you aren't shown is that person's real life or true nature. Also, as I was a child of the 90s, the growing trend and goal was to be skinny. Then came social media and the intensely competitive highlight reels. I was a new mom thinking there was a serious problem I mean, I must be sick because my house doesn't look like the highlight reels. So clearly, I was failing at life because there's no way on God's green earth my house was ever going to resemble those pictures. It's difficult to feel like we are getting ahead when we are staring at and attempting to live someone else's life. Someone's supposedly perfect life. Girl, stop it. You are exactly who God wants you to be. Now own it. Stop questioning who you are or whether you can accomplish your goals. 
just because your life looks different from someone else's and she is doing what you feel will make you happy. Let me say it again. Stop it. You are precious. You are your own design. And God wants you to be happily content living the life he has created for you. No more negative talk and no more disdain towards yourself. I believe in you. I may not know you, but I truly believe in the power of change through positivity. I cannot stress the importance of loving yourself enough. Honestly, if we spent as much energy and time loving ourselves, as much as we sought out the approval of others, our lives would be altogether different. By different, I mean joyful. Do you know why? Because then we would be living in true, genuine contentment instead of being envious of a life that is not our own. We can't waste energy envying someone we've never even met. Life is not about what other people think of us. If you are giving power to what others think of you, you are missing God's purpose in your life. That is not where fulfillment comes from. It comes from a close, personal relationship with God. Your journey to overcome and defeat the presence of self-doubt in your life once and for all will be difficult. We live in a time where everyone's personal life is blasted all over social media every day. Everything can show up, the good, the bad, the private, the oh my goodness, they should know better, even the stylish and the selfie upon selfie. My point is, to each his own. Stop following people just to see their beautiful life that makes you sit, sulk, and dream that it was yours. That is torture. Maybe posting to stay relevant makes them happy, but it shouldn't make you feel like you aren't enough. If you are allowing social media to dictate your worth and or happiness, then take a break from it, reevaluate your purpose, and get back in balance. You will be happy you did, and you will see just how much joy it has been stealing from your life. 2 Corinthians 10.12 says, For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. Oh my word, that scripture can preach to the women of 2019. It has become a favorite of mine, and I pray that you too will see just how unwise and small-minded we become 
when we start playing this toxic comparison game. I didn't always have the things the quote-unquote important girls in my youth group had or my school, but my mom put her focus on what we did have, and I remember while their parents were too busy, my mom always had dinner with me, and it was a meal that she prepared after a hard day at work. I remember the laughter we shared and talking about anything I wanted. Those moments meant more to me than designer clothes. It wasn't until I was an adult that I truly began questioning my worth. As I realized all the times that I needed my dad and he wasn't there, I had to learn in such a harsh way that I had a choice to make and only I could make it. I could either allow my mind to be ruled by self-imposed traps of comparison or I could completely surrender my thoughts and my whole being to Jesus Christ, therefore living by his standard of grace and not the world's. Choose to surrender. You deserve to be happy. The world wants to meet you, not the girl you are trying to imitate. Live free and whole. Allow your mind to be transformed. Let yourself off the hook and be content in the grace that God desires to share with you. This comparison trend that is running rampant through generations of women is out of control. And in the process, we are passing the same insecurities down to the girls whom we are supposed to be raising strong. There is a way to implement change and cultivate a new mindset of confidence and happiness, but we will only experience it when we surrender to Christ. I used to think confidence equaled self-centered, but that doesn't have to be true. We can express our individuality without cutting someone else down and validating her own doubts. My father left me. He planted the first seed of self-doubt in my life and many more after that. His choices early on set me up for failure. It was a lonely and extremely insecure road, but for God's unending love. I'd lost hope and faith at a time when I needed it most. Growing up can be a cruel teacher, but we must remember we always have the power to change our story. You just have to stop feeling sorry for yourself long enough to stand up and say, no more. Today and from this day forward, I will fight. Rejection will not have the final say. I will prevail with God on my side and I will live a life full of love and acceptance. Just like God knows my ending, he knows yours. Trust him even when you can't see 
where you're going. He knew I would be okay and find my way out of the hard times as long as I kept my faith in him strong. He was preparing a young man's heart and molding his personality to perfectly fit with mine. All I had to do was be patient. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. We must be careful to not allow comparison to cloud our vision launching us on a thousand voyages that will never lead us to our true desire. Take intentional time in prayer and seek God's will for your life. While you wait on him, be patient and know that he will work all things for your good. Why? Because he values you and all that you bring to the kingdom. He created you in his image. Trust that his majestic design is far better than anything you could ever create for your life. That day at the cemetery, when I prayed for God to show me how to access his fountain, overflowing with healing, he spoke to me just as the sun peeked out of the clouds. I felt his warmth flood my spirit, and I clearly understood that by completely surrendering to his will, I would never thirst again. As long as I stayed plugged into him, I will be full of life. I will come alive and my brokenness will have served a purpose. Be confident in who he says you are. The images of waterfalls flowing from the cross have never been clearer to me. My self-doubt has no place in my divine purpose in Christ and neither does yours. you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed chapter four of From Grief to Grace. I can't wait to share the rest of the book with you. The next episode will be chapter five where I talk about healing. I truly hope that as you join me on this journey from grief to grace that you are inspired and you learn to believe in yourself and love yourself. Until next time friend, I hope that you learn to find grace and expose it in every situation. See you next time.